Bill O'Reilly here with a big announcement. You can now watch new episodes of the No Spin News live on Samsung TV+. Plus. Tune in each weeknight at 8 p.m. on the first TV for breaking news, honest analysis, and the best election coverage in America. Please join me, Bill O'Reilly, at the first TV now available on Samsung TV+. Plus. Start watching today on your Samsung television, Galaxy devices, or the Samsung TV Plus mobile app. Check out the No Spin News each weeknight at 8 p.m. on the first TV, Samsung TV Plus. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are, and it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast, politics by faith. Liberals are worried about too many law-abiding blacks carrying guns, Whoopi goes scorched earth on Clarence Thomas, yeah, I wonder why, and why are so many on the left pretending that gay marriage is on the chopping block now that Roe versus Wade has been overturned? This is Can't Cancel Rob Smith. All right, Problematics, look, we've been talking a lot about Roe versus Wade this week. It seems like that's all anybody is talking about. Um, and, and I will get to that. I will get to that in the next couple of segments. As you know, I just did an entire episode about my thoughts of abortion, on abortion and about how everything is going on. If you've not listened to that, if you're a new listener, please go back and download that. But I, I saw something that was very interesting that came up. This is an op-ed from the LA Times. It's literally titled, Is California Ready for More Black People to Legally Carry Guns in Public? I found this very fascinating. A little background on that. So you guys know I do, I do Fox News a lot. I was, on a, I was on one of the Fox shows and I was pulled on the set and they mentioned this and I, I did not know that they were going to bring this up. But when I saw the title, so I kind of reacted to the title because the title is very inflammatory. And before I get into the actual article, uh, I just want to talk about how the left speaks about gun issues, uh, generally using their little victim groups as an excuse to disarm them. You guys all know how I feel about how the left treats black people, gay people, Latinos, uh, Asians, etc. Uh, they break them up into their little victim groups that they want to be able to control. Like I said, they do this with gays, they do this with blacks. 
Um, they do this with, with everything. And it's very interesting in the ways in which they speak of Second Amendment rights issues, or they speak in, in, in their words, gun control with black Americans. So the way that they speak about quote unquote gun control, and I use this in quotes because this is what they say, I do not think that it's gun control, I think that it's disarmament. I think that they want to obviously disarm certain elements of the population because when you are disarmed, it is easier for you to control. And so they manipulate African, African Americans into this. Uh, and one of the reasons that they do that is they create this caricature of gun owners as always white, as always sort of these, you know, mouth-breathing, uh, uneducated white conservatives. This is the stereotype that they have committed of these people that they use to make black Americans afraid. So they want to say, black Americans, you know, the Second Amendment is not for you. You know, it, it's for those, those evil white Republican crazies that, that want to kill you. And that's obviously a lie. The Second Amendment is for everybody, black, white, Latino, Asian, gay, straight, whatever. But they use this language to make black Americans afraid of, of these, you know, white conservative legal gun owners. And they know that the vast majority of, of black Americans, the violence that they are going to be threatened by is going to be violence from people that look like them, criminals that live in the neighborhoods that they live in. And so when you look at what's going on in Chicago right now, in, in every weekend, when you look at this stuff, the facts bear it out. So this is always the way that they use African Americans to have this conversation, and it's fundamentally false. And on a lower level, they do this with, with gays and lesbians. So if you ask me as a gay man, of course the Second Amendment is for me, because if I'm walking down the street, and let's, let's say I was dating somebody or something like that, and we decide to walk hand, hold hands or whatever, and if somebody is coming down the street trying to gay bash me, I'm going to want to be able to protect myself, pull out my weapon, and, and scare them away. But they don't want gays to, to think in this way. They want gays to think of this way in the same way that they want black Americans to think of these gun owners, which is that, you know, these evil white racist conservatives want to kill you, so we're going to do you a favor uh, by taking guns away from these people. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. It is predicated on people, number one, not knowing what rights are available to them, and number two, thinking that the left and these Democrats are going to take care of them, are going to protect them at the same time that they're advocating for defunding of the police, right? So this is how they use this stuff to, to speak to black Americans, the gay Americans, et cetera, et cetera. But this article is actually quite interesting because instead of doing the obvious thing, they actually speak to black gun owners. And so what I want to read to you is I want to read to you this package because this passage because it's very interesting because it, on one hand it is giving these gun owners a voice these black gun owners a voice but on the other hand it is they're doing this thing that the mainstream media does that you have to be an expert in this stuff in order to detect it and uh, you'll probably see what it is but I'm gonna read this for you this is from the LA Times Nathan W. Jones leads the Bay Area chapter of the Black Gun Owners Association, but until a few years ago, he wasn't even into guns. Then the COVID-19 pandemic hit. And George Floyd was killed by Minneapolis police, sending racial justice protesters into the streets, and white supremacists trashed the U.S. Capitol in the January 6th insurrection. Suddenly, it seemed as if America was on the brink, 
And with the Supreme Court's overturning of Roe versus Wade on Friday, emboldening a militant array of white Christian nationalists, we clearly still are. Full stop. And so this guy's quote is going to come up, but full stop right now. Do you see the way in which this writer is sort of... Uh, 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 putting out this narrative, this narrative that that may or may not be true, we do not know that this was. Do you think that every single person that was in the Capitol on January sixth was a hardcore white supremacist? Absolutely not. Of course, that's not true. The language that this person uses about the George Floyd quote unquote protests, sending racial justice protesters into the streets. We all know how violent those things were. We saw them with our own eyes and our own ears. And then she says, you know, Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade, emboldening a militant array of white Christian nationalists, right? So before I even read to you this black gun owner's quote, this is the portrait that this writer is intending to paint. And so I'm going to read you this quote, and we do not even know that this is what this is the question that this person is responding to, but this is what he said. This black um, head of this black gun owners association. I had visions of mobs dragging people through the streets and something just kind of switched. We can't rely on anyone else to come and save us. It has to be us. And so I, I, the way in which this writer has painted this picture, I do not know. We, you were obviously, like the intention is for you to be unintelligent enough not to decode this spin. That's how fake news works, right? We don't know that this person was reacting to the spin that this journalist just spent two paragraphs creating. When this person said that he had visions of mobs, he could have been looking at Minneapolis. He could have been looking at um, Atlanta, where a seven-year-old girl was, was killed, by the way, it's Coria Turner via the BLM protests in, in Atlanta, he could have been thinking to St. Louis when David Dorn was killed by, by mobs on the streets. We do not know this, right? And so I'm going to operate under the assumption that these new black gun owners are emboldened to do this and never really thought about guns because they looked in their communities and they saw these things that were going on in the street. It was not white nationalists burning down cities in the summer of 2020. It was not Trump supporters going to Minneapolis and Atlanta and St. Louis and Chicago and all of these places destroying businesses that were black owned, by the way. This wasn't these people. These were people that lived in these communities. These were black people. They were black people. Okay, I can say it. You know, maybe some of these other people can't. I can say it. These people are African-Americans. Okay. And so this person, and this article is very interesting, regardless of the spin, I, I, I definitely urge you to check it out. So this person was probably saying, okay, we can't rely on anybody else to come into these neighborhoods and save us. It has to be us. I'm going to keep going with this, guys. Um, I'm going to come right back, and I'm going to finish my thoughts on this. This is very important. So I'm going to come back right after the break. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. 
Ramps business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramps software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Bill O'Reilly here with a big announcement. You can now watch new episodes of the No Spin News live on Samsung TV Plus. Tune in each weeknight at 8 p.m. on the first TV for breaking news, honest analysis, and the best election coverage in America. Please join me, Bill O'Reilly at the first TV now available on Samsung TV Plus. Start watching today on your Samsung television, Galaxy devices, or the Samsung TV Plus mobile app. Check out the No Spin News each weeknight at 8 p.m. on the first TV, Samsung TV Plus. All right, guys, so we are talking about right now this LA Times article. And the LA Times articles basically said, is California ready for more black people to legally carry guns in public? And I just spent the entire first segment talking to you guys about how this writer has spun this, okay? And so this is what I believe, especially when it comes to Second Amendment rights, particularly when it comes to African Americans. And if you read, the Supreme Court decision that just came down that sort of knocked out all of these uh, provisions. And this was, uh, excuse me, this was a, a New York State thing. It made it easier for people to get concealed carry permits um, in New York. Apparently, before you had to jump through all of these different hoops, right? And I believe that there, there, there was a, a, a pro 2A um, decision that just came down as well. And when these pro 2A decisions come down, particularly from, from Clarence Thomas, who we will get to in the, the later segment, this man is loathed and despised by the left, but we'll get into him in a minute. But they explicitly reference the fact that at some point in time, these Second Amendment rules and these Second Amendment laws um, and all of this other stuff, you know, the right to bear arms and all of that stuff, they reference a point in American history where these things were denied to African Americans, right? And I remember talking to my grandfather, I mean, my grandfather, Clarence, Clarence Simmons, my grandfather, used to carry a shotgun. He had a shotgun, okay? And he would tell me stories. This is my grandfather. We are not that removed of stuff. He would tell me stories about, yes, you know, when the Ku Klux Klan was roaming the South, was roaming these streets of the South, literally terrorizing African-Americans, you know, something left pretends is, it's so weird. They pretend that, uh, that you know, the Ku Klux Klan is still around, you know, uh, inciting racial terror on African-Americans while at the same time wanting to use us to push through their disarmament agenda, right? But anyway, so my grandfather used to tell me, he used to, used to say, and he wasn't, I don't know what my grandfather's politics were. I don't know if he was a Republican or a Democrat or whatever. We never talked about that. But what he would say is that I had to have my gun in the house. And any black American from that generation 
will tell you that. So why they are using these young black millennials to push disarmament of African Americans, I do not know. But like I said, this article is very interesting because this article uses the voice of these people, of these black gun owners. And it does make a very interesting point as well, because the point that it makes when it's talking to these black gun owners is that these black gun owners may or may not feel comfortable going to like an NRA meeting. They may or may not feel comfortable, and a lot of them reference, and I'm going to try to to pull up this quote, um, a lot of them reference sort of the ways in which they have, you know, been looked at by some of these very typical, the typical Second Amendment advocate in America, and for whatever reason, right or wrong, and, and this imagery comes from the right and from the left, the typical Second Amendment advocate the vision that we have of them, the vision that we have of the typical person that carries a gun is a rural white guy. And as I said earlier, the ways in which they use these stereotypes, they can use that specific stereotype of this specific gun owner to keep African-Americans afraid and to brainwash black Americans into being disarmament advocates. I say disarmament because it is not gun control, it is disarmament. And so the LA Times piece, again, it says their argument is that gun control laws in New York, like California, this is California-based, disproportionately harm black and Latino people who carry guns for self-defense. They they complained of clients who have been um, stopped, questioned, and frisked, and deprived of their livelihoods because they exercise a constitutional right. And they're talking about the coalition of quote-unquote progressive organizations, including the Black Attorneys of Legal Aid, the Bronx Defenders, and, and Brooklyn Defender Services. Um, and so these are, were people that were fighting for, for this, this ruling that just came down. Yes, the Supreme Court's 6-3 conservative majority in the New York State Rice, Rifle and Pistol Association versus Buren, right? And so this was the case that I referenced earlier um, that just got settled. And they basically removed all of these hoops that they're making people jump through in order to execute their Second Amendment rights. And so this is what these people say. They represent hundreds of indigent people whom New York criminally charges for exercising their right to keep and bear arms. And so this is interesting. You're not going to see the people that run these organizations on CNN or MSNBC. You're not going to see the people that run the organizations, and as of right now, these are progressive-leaning organizations. Apparently, they haven't sold out to Democrats yet. They, they can't be getting any Democrat money because there's no way they'd be getting Democrat money for fighting for the rights of black Americans to exercise their Second Amendment rights. So, they, so this is a definition of a grassroots organization, right? Because you're not getting, you know, Kamala Harris uh, isn't doing a, a $10,000 a head fundraiser for these people. No, she's going to go, I'm surprised that somebody hasn't founded an organization called Blacks Against Guns yet. You want, you want a grift. 
somebody found that or found that organization and see how much Democrat super PAC money is going to be floating into you. See how much MSNBC and CNN and all those people are going to want to have your blackface pushing for the disarmament of African-Americans. And so as of right now, these are progressive, quote unquote, organizations, but it'll be interesting to see just how long these organizations stay progressive. It'll be interesting to see just how long this sort of easy, uneasy coalition with these people who are protecting the Second Amendment rights of African-Americans while standing in opposition to the very apparent mainstream liberal Democrat agenda to disarm all Americans, black, white, Latino, Asian, otherwise. So I just thought that this was very interesting. We've been talking about abortion. I'm going to get to that next. But I just thought that this was a very interesting take on the Second Amendment and not a take that I had heard of very often. And when I got sort of like pulled into this, talking about this segment on, on live television, you're sort of unprepared for, for that segment in particular. I had already sort of come up with, with what I think about this because I've been sort of um, rethinking my stance on this for the past couple of years. I was always pro-2A, but I was never aggressively pro-2A. I was always, I was always pro the Second Amendment. I'm a military veteran. I, you know, my, my machine gun kept me alive in Iraq. Why, why would I be, uh, ever be uh, for disarmament because I'm, I'm black or gay or whatever? To me, that's, that's ridiculous. But speaking of which, we brought up Clarence Thomas, and coming up, the left is very, very mad about Roe versus Wade being overturned, and for some reason, they really, really hate Clarence Thomas. I bet that you can guess why, and I will tell you right after the break. All right, guys, the left is very, very, very mad about the overturning of Roe versus Wade. They are furious. It's really funny. I was, um, I was watching that clip, and if you listen yesterday, I played that about this five-minute CNN segment of a liberal and a conservative, two liberal, uh, a liberal woman and a conservative woman kind of battling it out when it comes to Roe versus Wade. And I was watching this clip this morning. I was doing a, a video for my Facebook page. If you guys don't follow me there, follow me there at Rob Smith Online. And I was watching the liberal make her points. And I, the, the thing that I kept on coming back to is that she was just so angry. It's like these people are so angry all the time. They're always angry. They're in a per perpetual state of anger because that's where the left needs them. You have to understand, these people are angry. These people are not worshiping God. These people are worshiping leftism, right? So they're very angry about the overturning of Roe versus Wade. They're rioting in the streets. They're screaming uh, because they're outraged because there's nothing they can do about it. And, and, and speaking of which, and I'm, I'm going to get to Clarence Thomas in a little bit, but this is very interesting. And this is very interesting about how culturally we've sort of um, devolve this conversation about abortion. So now companies are stepping into the fray and offering women money to travel to other states to get abortions. 
And if you pull this up on the screen and, and, and let's talk about some of these companies, right? And these are the biggest companies in America. You're talking Lyft, Tesla, you, you know, some, and, and you know, you, you, Tesla makes you think of Elon Musk, obviously, who's a free speech advocate, obviously not conservative, who you knows, just capitalist, I guess. Gucci, Salesforce, Paramount, Alaska Airlines, Netflix, Amazon, Uber, Microsoft, Citibank, Bumble, Yelp. All of these companies are stepping into the fray, and they're saying that we are going to offer women money to travel to, they don't offer you money to get the abortion if you live somewhere like um, California, New York, all of these far left hellscapes, which will never make abortion illegal. God knows they're probably, you know... They'll be handing out Plan B at high schools at this point in, in these far-left hellscapes. Hell, they probably already are. But so they're, they're going to offer people, they're going to give them money to get abortions if they're in these progressive hellscapes. And they're going to offer them if, say, you, oh, you, live, you work in some Amazon warehouse full-time, let's say, in Alabama. Amazon's going to offer you money to travel to another state just to get an abortion. That is weird, no matter what you think about abortion, and I've told you guys exactly what I think about abortion, is that um, I am personally pro-choice through the first trimester. Those are my personal thoughts on abortion. Culturally, it is very weird and very bizarre that companies are getting into the fray. And I was watching Tucker last night, and he made a very interesting point. Tucker always makes points, he just... You know, he and his staff, they, they think about things in a different way. And I thought it was very interesting. And this was something that I had heard before and really started thinking about, which is the fact that um, it is better for these companies' bottom line. It's better for the, for the capitalist bottom line for these women to just get an abortion and go back to continue to be a drone for Amazon or Lyft or Salesforce or Gucci or Citibank or any of these companies that are going to make more money off of these women if they're not mothers. If they go get an abortion. Because this $4,000, okay, that, that there is a $4,000, $5,000, whatever, pales in comparison to the productivity they're going to lose if these women decide to actually have their babies, to actually raise families, because all of a sudden... When a woman has a, a child and when a woman has a, a family, all of a sudden, you know, getting that report in at Citibank isn't just that much important. You know, um, putting together the marketing proposal so that Lyft can do a partnership with a Netflix show. Obviously, you know, for, for some reason, I guess when you have kids, that stuff isn't the most pressing issue anymore. That's what these companies are afraid of. And, you, oh, yeah, they're going to pretend that they are pro-women and that they are so progressive and that this is what, you know, they should be doing. And, and we are doing this because as Amazon, as a benevolent organ, as a benevolent corporation, we care about a woman's right to choose. Yeah, they care about a woman's right to choose, all right. They care enough about throwing away a couple thousand dollars so this woman can get an abortion, give her a couple days off afterwards, and she can get right back to work making them more money. It's weird. It's bizarre. I just think it's, it's weird and it's just, it's just weird. Is it me? This is bizarre. It is bizarre. Okay? It's just weird. So, 
Moving on. Whoopi Goldberg in the left and all these years. So Whoopi is furious at Clarence Thomas. You wouldn't think that there were, you know, multiple other conservative justices that ruled in, in favor of overturning Roe versus Wade. The left hates Clarence Thomas. Whoopi Goldberg does. She tells on herself, watch this. I want people to have the lives they want, but I don't want to force anybody. I don't want anybody coming in my house telling me how to raise my daughter and what she needs because they don't know. These, and, I, and I appreciate everybody's religion, but I do not subscribe to your religion. I don't ask you to subscribe to mine, and you do not have the right, based on your religious beliefs, to tell me, because what's next, as Clarence Thomas is signaling, mm -hmm. they would like to get rid of contraception. Mm -hmm. Do you understand, sir? No, because you don't that's have crazy. to use it. But that's crazy. They don't have to use well, it. That is on the insane. Menu now. Contraception's on the menu. Gay marriage is, well, is now probably going to be overturned. We Affirmative the action is We no were more. not in the Constitution either. Well, we were not even people he is in saying the Constitution. Nothing is pressing anymore. Well, you better but hope Clarence, that they don't come for you, Clarence, and say you should not be married to your wife, oh. who happens to be white, because they will move that. And you better hope that's that nobody that's... says, you know, well, you're not in the Constitution. You're back to being a quarter we're of back a person. Because that's not going to work either. You know, we'll what? be right back. Oh, all right. Sorry. Sorry. Oh. All right, Whoopi is fighting mad, obviously. So these people, so they hate Clarence Thomas. Oh, they hate him so much. And Clarence Thomas has become, you know, these people always hated him. And, and let me tell you something. You want to know what a liberal really thinks about black people. Look at how they treat Clarence Thomas. I've never seen the N-word with the hard R deployed by white liberals on social media as many times as I've seen it over the past week when it comes to Clarence Thomas, these people hate his guts because that black man will not be controlled by him. He is, in, 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 in some tenets, probably one of the most, probably one of, if not the most powerful black men in America, and he is not owned by liberals, and these people cannot stand that now. When it comes to the argument they're making, and they like to use Clarence Thomas, who is in an interracial marriage, um, to say that, well, now what's next? Is it going to be interracial marriage? Is it going to be gay marriage? Is it going to be all of these other things? And notice how Whoopi talks about religion as if that had anything to do with this decision. These people all have their religious beliefs. The last I, I was told that the liberal justices have religious beliefs as well, but they want to fool people into thinking that there is somehow constitu some constitutional right to abortion, which there is not. And here's the gay marriage thing, and I, and I really want to bring this up because this is some, something that I've been hearing a lot, that you know, gay marriage is on the menu. And it's so funny that when you Google this stuff, all it comes is this, this uh, oh, oh, gay rights activists say. The gay rights activists always say. And then it gets laundered through the mainstream media. They do this all the time. But these people do not want you to know that one of the most massive victories for LGBT people from the Supreme Court in American history came down in 2020 under the Trump administration. And the ruling in favor of employment rights for LGBT Americans was written by Gorsuch. 
They do not want you to know this. I had dinner with my best friend over the weekend, my best friend on the planet. Best friend, best friend, best friend. He is a liberal. And this came up. I don't debate politics with my, with my liberal friends. I, I, I keep it, you know, low key. But he was not aware of this ruling. And he had to do his thing where he goes, I was like, Sean, like, this, is, this is what I do, of course. This is the ruling. So the Supreme Court, and this is from NPR, the, the U.S. Supreme Court in 2020 ruled that the 1964 Civil Rights Act protects gay, lesbian, and transgender employees from discrimination based on sex. This was a 6-3 ruling. Obviously, I believe that, that Clarence Thomas dissented. This was 6-3, okay? Neil Gorsuch, President Trump's first appointee to the court, was a majority ruling on this. The same Supreme Court that just overturned Roe versus Wade, by the way, okay? So the idea that this is, and, and there was writing in the Roe versus Wade decision in which they made it abundantly clear that this doesn't have anything to do with any other precedents. So Clarence Thomas, in his personal capacity, is saying that he would probably like to see these things overturned, whatever. The court, the Supreme Court, as it stands right now, is highly unlikely to overturn gay marriage based on the landmark decision that was pro-LGBT people that happened under this Supreme Court in 2020 under a Republican presidency. These people think that you are too stupid to know this. They think that you do not know this because they did not reveal this to you. Okay? So you have to understand what is going on here. These people hate Clarence Thomas because he is a black man they cannot control. Every bit of racial hatred that they have under the surface for African Americans is going to be projected onto Clarence Thomas, who do, does not care and has not cared for the past decades of his legal career. And they want gay and lesbian Americans in this country to be afraid that gay and lesbian rights are next when the Supreme Court ruled that is in place right now ruled in favor of LGBT Americans just two years ago. Because this is how stupid these people think that you are. All right, Problematics, thank you so much for joining me. If you enjoy Can't Cancel Rob Smith, please Download and subscribe on iHeart Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find Can't Cancel Rob Smith every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if you like me, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Rob Smith Online. I will see you next time. Bill O'Reilly here with a big announcement. You can now watch new episodes of the No Spin News live on Samsung TV+. Plus. Tune in each weeknight at 8 p.m., on the first TV for breaking news, honest analysis, and the best election coverage in America. Please join me, Bill O'Reilly, at the first TV now available on Samsung TV+. Start watching today on your Samsung television, Galaxy devices, or the Samsung TV Plus mobile app. Check out the No Spin News each weeknight at 8 p.m. on the first TV, Samsung TV+.